you the goat, boy. Yeah, boy. Wait, it's the motherfucking queens in this bitch. What? LA stand up in this bitch. What? West Coast stand up in this bitch. What? It's the queen B Y T K. You kidding? Wanna play pussy? You kidding? Bad job, keep it jealousy hitting. Would you have my shot? But you missing? Call me PYT, and I'm here to politic. So PYT, man, introduce yourself to the people, tell them where you're from, you know, a little bit about your upbringing. They call me PYT. I'm from Carson, California. I was born in Torrance, raised primarily in Carson, and um, yeah, I'm a South Bay baby. <laughs> so PYT, where did you get the name from? Um. Okay, so... I'm from Carson, but um, I'm from Carson, but I did move um, to Los Angeles when I was like uh, 17, um, like 16, but I moved to the east side like 17. And um, some of my friends that I made when I was over there, they found out like I was a Michael Jackson fan. So it was like they used to tease me and stuff like that. And then um, that's how the PYT came about. And then I just... It, so Michael Jackson, is that one of your um, musical inspirations? Uh, musical, um, as far as music and also music business, yes. So so growing up in uh, Carson, California, what would you say was your experience? It was fun. Um, it was fun hopping in and out the sewers, you know, uh, tearing your pants, hopping fences. Um, we had the little park right there in the neighborhood. Um, basketball courts on the street like it was a lot of fun Carson was fun growing up so when did you decide to get into music like how did that happen um well I was like 11 um, when I first started like writing um, at first it was just like poetry and uh, short stories and things like that and then um, it was like a Brandy Moesha Moesha show and the girls in my class, they were all talking about they wanted to be singers and things like that. So I started writing like little songs for them. And then it turned from that to me writing rap for myself. Um, yeah. So do you sing or are you just strictly rap? <laughs> um, I sing around people that I know. Um, it's not something that, no. <laughs> throw a little auto-tune on there and, you know, saying keep pushing like the rest of the rappers do. I've done that. I've done that. Um, and that's fun, too. Um, I do plan on probably doing that just a little more just for the singing aspect of it. But, now nah, I'm too shy to be singing around people. I ain't going to lie. So, 
your first rap, mm -hmm. when you first hit the booth, man, explain that feeling in that process. Um, well, the first rap that I actually did, um, I was like 13. It was my first performance. My mom threw me on stage. And um, I had wrote some bars to a Trick Daddy song. I can't remember what the song is called, but the hook is like, Trick Love the Kids. That song, I think it's like Blowing in the Wind or something like that with CeeLo. Yeah, with CeeLo. Uh -huh. That was a Man, so um, I remember I had got that off the uh, internet, uh, instrumental. I downloaded the instrumental and um, I wrote, I just wrote some bars or whatever to it. And then I memorized it and I performed at the Carson Mall. And that was like my first official rap that I had ever done. So your mom, she's been a real supportive throughout yes. your career? Yeah, um, my mom, I guess you would say was like the first person that took notice. Um, that I had writing ability and that I could rap and she just you know like I said she threw me on the stage at 13 and it's been a rap. So that's different from a lot of rappers because a lot of rappers their, their friends and family they don't really believe or support the dream. Mm -hmm. So at 13 for your mom to you know believe in you and, and invest in you throw you on the stage like yeah. that. How did that make you feel? Did it make you feel like you know this is it for me? Um I wouldn't say that this is it, but I will say that it was like, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it. Like I was 13, she threw me on stage and it wasn't like a grooming thing or anything like that. She just saw that I liked music and that's what she kept me in from the time I was 13. That was the focus, you know, stay with your craft, stay perfecting your craft and yeah. <laughs> so, so I see you on uh, doing your little media campaign i see you out there on all these shows yes are you doing this all independently yes do you have like management a team behind you or are you um, doing this solo i would say it's 50 50. um because i've been doing it for so long like i explained you know my mom she threw me on the stage um there was a time where my aunt she was very involved in my career after that it was all me so I would say 50-50, a lot of things I bring to the table um, because I've been doing it so long. The relationships that you build, people been seeing me for years. So I bring those things to the table. As far as management, um, there have been like certain collabs solidified and um, shows solidified and we make moves together. But I would say definitely it's 50-50. So I see you got a, your song placed on Insecure. Yes. How did that come about? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, this is the second time, actually. The first time was season three. Um, there was a producer. I'm sorry, I keep saying. Um, there was a producer by the name of Matt. He hit me up on Instagram around 2019. He asked me to write some songs for television. I took a leap of faith. Um, the person that I was working with, I let them know. We set up some studio time, went in there and did it. He sent me like a whole bunch of beats, told me to pick the ones I like. I wrote to him, went to the studio, and the rest is history. So what would you say is your greatest professional achievement so far in the game? The greatest one? It would have to be the placements on television. Um, I've opened up for Nipsey, rest in peace. I've opened up for Black Eyed Peas. I went to Will I Am's music school, been to the White House, and I guess that would be something that people would say that was the greatest thing, but for me, it was getting my music on television. I've never been on the radio. So to be on television when there are people who are telling you you can't 
you won't you will never and they listening to you every Sunday mm-hmm. that that's my biggest achievement to me so with this experience and uh, knowledge of the game what do you think that you can do better or differently uh, I would say for female rappers what I would want to do is open up another door for you to be yourself in this game right now and I'm not saying that it's not a beautiful thing I love seeing all the ladies I love the they're popular I love that female rap the genre is real popular now but I will want for I will want to open the door for females to be themselves you can get into the rap game without having to have the blue hair you can get into the rap game without having to twerk look at me you know I got music on television some of those females don't even accomplish things like that you know it takes them a label to put two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the marketing campaign for them to even get some spins so for me I will want to open the door for other female rappers and let them know there are different avenues in this game if you want to be a Nicki Minaj that type of status go that route but there are so many lanes that you can go into to where you can make your your status legendary beneficial financially for yourself by being yourself so where do you find the the passion to keep going it's it's what like sixty thousand songs released on spotify every day it's a it's definitely a big mountain to climb as an artist yes because it's a harder than ever especially the independent route yes so how do you stay passionate what keeps you motivated I keep being blessed I mean I keep being blessed so, uh, so do you consider <laughs> yourself successful at this point I would say that I'm successful I would say yes. I would say that I'm seeing success. I would say that I have accomplished some things that would label me successful. Like I mentioned, I've been to the White House. Smokey Robinson, Natalie Cole. These are people that I'm in the same room with them. It's a Black History Celebration concert. Uh, Being able to get on stage and do poetry. You know, I would say yes, I've accomplished a lot. Uh, being able, like I said, to open up for people like Nipsey Hussle, Sugar Free, Dog Pound. This is all independent. Mm-hmm. This is all independent. Like, hear so, me. Ain't nobody, it's no big bag behind me to where it was like, oh, somebody. No, this is all independent. This is all building relationships and just learning how to move in a room full of vultures <laughs> straight up. So, so how do you evaluate success? Because success to everybody is different you know Mm -hmm. so how do you personally evaluate success accomplishments accomplishing your goals that's why i use Nicki minaj as an example if that's the level if you say that's the level of success you want go after it you know if you want those headaches you know if that fuels you the grind if that's the level of success you want go after it you want michael jackson level of success go after that but base your success off of your accomplishments their success is based off of their accomplishments. It's it's not fabricated, you know, it's not an image. They had to grind, they had to hustle. So for you to say, well, that's the level of success that I have to have or I'm not successful, that's why I said you causing your own self-headaches. Whatever you put your mind to, whatever goals you're trying to accomplish, every time you hit those milestones, you're being successful. So why rap? 
with, with all the plays out there, you know, like for instance, podcasts is becoming mm -hmm. a a big thing like it's a lot of different plays and avenues mm -hmm. to get into the industry why did you choose rap i know you said you got you know your, your mom threw you on the stage what made you decide like you know what i'm a rapper well when i was 13 that's when bow wow was hot bow wow had just came out uh i probably was like 12 and um bounce with me you know beware a dog his first album and I never saw a female rapper at that time be big like that. Not a teenage female rapper. You know, you have the MC Lights, Roxanne, Shantae, that's not my era. So when Bow Wow came out, to see a, a, a boy doing that, I said, I want to be the female version of him. I want to be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. And that's where the, that's where the, I guess, the want to rap came from. Then I was introduced to Tupac, my brother, rest in peace. He would always be in and out, why <clears throat> a jail. And um, when my mom would play Tupac, just hearing somebody be so free, so raw, uh, not caring what anybody thought, I'm going to spit what I want to say, this is how I feel, that made me say, well, because I'm a shy person. At, I'm, I'm a very shy person outside of this. So to be able to have somebody or look up to somebody that's outspoken, that made me say, I want to, uh, what did you say? You said podcasting. You see that some people, when they talk about certain things with podcasting, they get shut down. Um, with hip hop, yes, it's kind of the same thing, but then it's not because the freedom of speech and music with all especially with all the laws and things that they've made to where now you can say what you want to say when it comes to music censorship is not the way it used to be in the 70s the 80s or the 90s so with rap it's just an aggressiveness it's a fight the people you know i can say what i want to say and i'm gonna say what i want to say it's just being able to speak and people listen to you they want to listen to you whether it's controversy or not Hip-hop is, as you see, the number one genre right now. Like, hip-hop is beautiful. And a lot of people, some people have used it in a bad way to, to publicize, let's say, drug use and things like that. But then you have people standing up to politicians, mm -hmm. to the government, talking about things that R&B singers may not be talking about. So, how do you feel about the cancel culture? Because uh. you, you got all this... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it like you said in hip hop, especially with like what they call Black Twitter. Mm -hmm. You do one thing, man, and Black Twitter cancel you instantly. You know, Bootsy mm -hmm. just went through it with his whole comments about Lil Nas X and the mm -hmm. LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. and then the baby, he just got canceled for his comments on Lil Nas. But he still got millions of streams. So because the direct to consumer <laughs> is is cancel culture even effective? I think so, and I think not. Um, with the baby situation, I didn't bet on him staying canceled or even really being canceled for real, for real, because he said what he said about the homosexuals. They, they let it go. He said what he said. They gave him grief. They let it go. He had the situation with his baby mama. Mm -hmm. So as a, they a, let a it woman, go. as a woman, how do you feel about that? As a woman, the way that I was raised, I don't think that I would have put myself in that situation. I can't speak for her. 
I don't know her life. I just know me. So with that, I can't I can't pick sides in that situation because y'all both adults. Y'all both grown. You guys knew what you guys were getting into. That's why with the cancel culture, it's like, how you canceling him? She grown. She grown. She's a grown woman. This is not a teenager. This is not about pedophilia. This is a grown woman. And she made that decision to be with this person. Uh, maybe if cancel culture was around when Ike and Tina was, you know, maybe things would have maybe things would have stopped but as of right now everybody's grown you got your own mind we live in a world where you may want to cancel people for freedom of speech but freedom of speech is very prevalent so so i heard you mention your writing process so what does a studio session look like when pyt's there because a lot of artists now they use the punching method they drink and smoke a bunch of and they sit there and they mumble stuff until mm -hmm. they got a verse mm -hmm. you know so do you approach it do you use the punching method or you just you you write your 16s like i said i've been spitting since i was 13 and that's not how you rap little wayne made it popular future made it popular little wayne they, they hitting these they're taking these drugs they're going in the booth and they just mm -hmm. coming up with some shit and mm -hmm. it's fire. Yeah, it's fire, but that's, I mean, if, if that's the way that you have to rap, punch in, that's cool, you know, but that's not the era of rap that I fuck with. I'm not, I, I like Lil Wayne, don't get me wrong. He said he freestyle all off the top, he on right. It hasn't been disputed, you know, so do what you do, but I'm a pop fan. I like to. I used to watch his documentaries and how dude would be like, "Y'all want to smoke and drink in the studio? Nah, you don't smoke and drink till in the studio till you lay your verse. Mm -hmm. Then next nigga go, next nigga go, so we can get work done. Uh, when I get in the booth, it's just, it's just. I guess if you want to say grooming, my mom didn't groom me, but I've been in talent shows, I've been in music classes and things like that, and you had to spit all the way through. You had to spit all the way through. There was no, oh yeah, I forgot what I said, or oh, punch me in right here. I'm not saying that I haven't punched in before a line or two, but I that's just not my method. I, I like to knock it out. You know, I like to I like to be able to have my win because I feel like also when you get on stage, if you able to spit it like that in the booth, you able to spit it like that on stage all the way through without you having to because you can't punch in on stage. You can't, you, you feel me? You can't punch in when you freestyling live. So you might as well get that method down packed. If you want to record like that, that's cool. But just saying, like, for me, spit that shit all the way through. I like them one-headed quitters. I like to blow people's mind like that. So so how do you approach live shows? You know, because of a lot of artists, they make good music, but then they don't have good stage presence. Mm -hmm. So how is how important is it to you, your stage presence? very important it's very important um moving around the stage there when i when i used to perform when i first started i used to hop off the of stages i used to like to hop off the stages that's what i was known for taking my shirt off on stages uh wearing sports bras you got the six pack and man like when i was performing it was like yeah people would tell you you got to entertain the crowd you can't stand up there in one spot. Some people think by dancing, you kind of throw people off. Like, oh, yeah, she's a good entertainer. Like, nah, 
Yeah, because I see like the city girls, they're doing uh, mm -hmm. choreography now. Like. And it's 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 cute. It looked dope. But, I mean, come on now. These ain't no Janet Jacksons. You know, they ain't doing Rhythm Nation live. Learning how to do that live and you doing all the moves. Most of these people, you got your song playing in the back. And you just performing on stage, twerking, but it's like, we don't even hear you. Now, that's another thing. Do you perform to a live mix or do you perform to just your track? Because I see a lot of independent, up-and-coming artists that mm -hmm. don't have a performance mix. Mm -hmm. They're getting their stuff right off Spotify or wherever, mm -hmm. and they just playing it. like. See, I've learned to kind of do both. And the reason why is because some people's sound systems be effed up. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Yeah. A lot of these, as long as I've been performing, a lot of these people, they, they say they want to throw shows and stuff, but they don't even know the technicalities. You know, you don't know how to fix the speaker, the microphone is distorted. You, a hot mic. you feel me? Like, you can't hear nothing. You, you spitting in the mic and the crowd can't hear nothing. So I low-key kind of learn how to do both, you know, keeping... Sometimes I'll keep the vocals on there. I'll turn them down real low, but loud enough to where if they put them on some speakers, you'll be able to hear it, especially if the mic is messed up. But then I also like to have the show mixes where it's just the hook. It's just the ins and outs, um, explosives, DJ drops, that type of thing. So, yeah, I just learned how to balance the two. It depends on the sound system, y'all. So, you mentioned outside of this, you're, you're real shy mm -hmm. so what would you say makes you uncomfortable <laughs> um what makes me uncomfortable outside of this mm -hmm. is people being weird like just mm -hmm. i mean people being weird people being too close you know people staring people coming on a little too aggressive a lot of people they listen to my music and they like oh you know you raw you aggressive you edgy i am but outside of that, I am a human being, you know, I'm a regular person. So it's like a lot of people expect me to still be that loud, aggressive PYT. And it's like outside of that, I'm calm. I can have a conversation with you and all that. But you ain't got to be, you know, mm -hmm. six feet, you know, so. So <laughs> with your recent placements and, and all the success you're, you're receiving, how do you handle the pressure? to keep the success going? Um, pray, smoke. I try to talk about it, but it's better for me to put it in my music. Um, it's, it's pressure because, like I said, basing your level of success, some people would think, well, you should be on the radio. You should have been on world tours. You should have been doing this X, Y, Z. I believe that everything happens for a reason and I believe that everything happens when it's supposed to so there was a time where I felt like damn I'm running out of time you know things are not adding up but then when you step back like I said and you look at the things that you're accomplishing you can kind of deal with that pressure coming from other people to be something you're not or comparing you to a level of success that you you haven't reached so Yes, it's not hard to deal with the pressure now. So if you had to describe yourself in one word, what would that one word be? Ambitious. And why is that? I'm ambitious about everything. Um, I'm ambitious working a nine to five, 
If I want that job, I'm gonna get that job. Music, like I said, when Matt hit me up and he asked me to write for television, the other people weren't as positive about it. They weren't as optimistic. Me, I'm ambitious. I said, no, it's gonna work. I'm, my song's gonna make it to television. I'm gonna go to the studio on the bus. I'm gonna take the train to North Hollywood when I know it's almost 12 o'clock at night. So I can go to the studio and do what I gotta do. I'm ambitious. That's how you describe me. Anything that I want in life, if I can figure out a way to attain it, I'm gonna get it. So what motivates you outside of music? Like what else do you plan to do? Kids. Um, my brother, rest in peace. And uh, a friend, a close friend of mine, she passed away this year due to complications from diabetes. And both of their children, I've basically raised, I've had a hand in. I also used to be a preschool teacher. So outside of music, kids are kind of my passion. Sometimes I don't like to admit it, but kids are my passion. And there are things that I'm working on behind the scenes that I hope will benefit children. Education, the way that they learn, um, the way that they're cared for, the way that they play, the way that they're taught, just, yeah. Children, children, I guess, are a, another passion of mine. So what do you like most about the industry? And what do you like least about the industry? What I like most is, what I like most is just being able to be creative, to meet creatives, being able to collab with people, talk to people who've made it, who may have didn't make it, uh, the pros, the cons, that's what I like about it. What I don't like about it is the deceitfulness, the jealousy, the backstabbing, the games, um, the lies, just the, the, the manipulation. That's what I don't like about it. And being a female artist, I know my ladies can relate you know you got this me too movement going on right now and i'm not saying that i'm all gun ho about it but i've had i've had my situations to where people that have a status or a name have approached me propositioned me tried to intimidate me i didn't give in because like i said that's just not how i was raised but that's the part of the industry that I think they really need to get that shit. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm using profanity, but they really need to get that shit for real. From young female artists to young male artists, it's time that y'all stop that shit. You know, people shouldn't have to open their legs or their mouths in order to get a deal or in order to make it to the next level. Like, what type of sex trafficking type shit is that you mm -hmm. feel me so that's the part about the industry that that's a red flag for me you see but with the stripper culture and the, these dancers kind of they are all with the, mm -hmm. with the that whole lifestyle that whole mm -hmm. mentality so it kind of makes it hard for women like you mm -hmm. when these these women they ain't playing fair and that's how they're getting mm -hmm. ahead but that's something that just happened come on now mm -hmm. 
women be women have been victimized in the music industry probably since the beginning of it so stripping and all that uh brandy wasn't stripping Aaliyah wasn't stripping you feel me mm -hmm. like that that britney spears wasn't stripping but then you got beyonce running around in leotard shaking ass all day you got rihanna you know busting and opening her own and that's videos. still in the 2000s era you got music from the 20s the 30s the 40s the 50s the 60s dorothy dandridge victimized you know like did the, the history of it it goes too far back I know you can say, well, you know, you got these women that's doing X, Y, Z. So, but then that's where that argument comes. So what? Don't believe a woman if she says that, hey, such and such did this to me because Cardi B on the stage shaking ass. Mm -hmm. That 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 can't be right. It can't. That can't be right. So, all I'm saying is, when it comes to that part. You got the women out there, they they stripping, they on stage, they twerking and all that. But they ain't telling nobody to rape them. They're not telling anybody it's okay to touch me. All they're doing is putting on a show. You don't see no men touching them. All they're doing is putting on a show. That is it and that is all. As long as Janet Jackson being a sexy, bad, in control woman. you I've never heard her say Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis did anything to her. So, yeah, it kind of go both ways, but at the same time, in this music industry, being a woman, you got to stand your ground, and you you just can't fold. Don't fold. Do not fold. The moment that you do something with these men, the moment that you give in, you might as well, your whole shit, your reputation, everything, is gone. You ain't got two legs to stand on after that. So, <laughs> if you have to give advice to a young female rapper that was entering the game right now, mm -hmm. what would you say would be that, that major key you want to drop on? Stay consistent and stay focused. I ain't going to say how old I am, but I've never been in a relationship. Stay consistent and stay focused. If you have people around you that support you, that love you, that, hey, baby, or hey, sis, or hey, whatever, I want to see you win, let them prove themselves. But don't you dare wait on anybody. Time is of the essence. Time waits for no one. And the more that you wait to be loved, the more that you wait to be supported, the more that you wait for these people to hold your hand or to even walk with you through these doors, that's precious time that you are wasting. So stay consistent and stay focused. Believe in yourself no matter what. No matter what heartbreak, no matter what happens to you, put that into your music. Put that into your grind. I tell people all the time, I don't get mad. I get hungry. I get driven. I get ambitious. When things happen or go wrong in my life, I don't, I can't sit and dwell on it. I just go make another move. I make another accomplishment or I set another goal to accomplish. So stay focused and stay consistent. All right. Tell everybody where they can find you and find your, your latest uh, single before we get out of here. All right. So my latest single, Big Bands featuring AD and Fresco Santana is out right now. Go stream it. Shot the video at No Jumper. Shout out to No Jumper. Videos on YouTube. 
My new mixtape, Pound Sign Bars Part 3, is out right now, hosted by DJ Wes B. I'm killing, like, some of the hottest songs on the radio, 10 tracks. And um, I'm going to do it like I do at my show. We got Facebook. They call me PYT. Instagram. They call me PYT. Twitter at. They call me PYT too. SoundCloud. They call me PYT. Google me. They call me PYT. My website. www.theycallmepyt.com Shout out to Giga Entertainment. Shout out to Politicking. Broadcasting. I hope that I said that right. You sure did. And thank y'all for having me. West Coast. You gotta level up, level up It's no silly sweat, you gotta level up Band up, band up Get ugly on this house, get your pants up uh, Shine brighter, no Edison Positive light, move through all the negative As my story written and you read the narrative You notice every step to success is imperative Didn't base my sentence off the places my parents been When I asked for help, their mindset thought I needed them Leave nothing a chance, take a chance, what's the benefit? I existed long enough, time to live it up Time is up to essence, dude, that's just an adolescent Mistakes no regret, I'm learning from a life lessons Let it swear the Irish, I'm black, I got blessings Anything you need, I'm paying back, that's progression I got a sister who won't talk to me, my confession This time around, be cool, all we ain't, I ain't begging Head to the sky, first class, so we jet life Big gates for a state, I want that life And we was friendly in the beginning, why we enemies? Call me a hater, cause I'm off to double, triple G's Wish y'all the best of luck, but if I speak honestly No matter who you bring, you to be the enemy Vision when you walk for bigger income, you gotta level up, level up. It's level to this money, you gotta level up. Band up, band up. Get ugly on these hoes, get your bands up. Uh, band up, band up. Uh, uh, get your bands up. Band up, band up. Get ugly on these hoes, get your bands up. You got it.